My name's Jabril Osmond. Um, pleasure to get you on Studio One. It's a platform I created to really interview artists that I personally really wanted to interview. Uh, having my own publication, you know, allows me to do that. Um, the focal point is, you know, I interview international acts like yourself, um, acts across Canada, and of course, uh, more importantly, you know, acts in Toronto to really highlight artists in the city where I'm from. So it's amazing to get you on. Thank you so much for having me. Um, before we begin, can you briefly just introduce yourself and then we'll get started. Yeah. Hey, what's up, everybody? My name is Paul Klein and I'm in the band Laney and we're here today talking to Jabril. Cool. Um, yeah. I mean, before we really get into music, you know, how have you been doing, you know, with the quarantine and, you know, COVID or wherever you are in the world? How has it been for you uh, beyond music? I think it's uh, probably been similar to how it's been for everybody. I think, uh, probably growing pretty restless at this point and yeah you know, it's been it's been it is what it is you know and yeah. trying to make the most of it and stay positive but definitely looking forward to this being over for sure yeah cool um now on that note can you please you know tell me about you know where you grew up and um when did because we all love music but you know for you when did it become this realization for you that this was something you wanted to pursue as a career, you know, like, when do you have that moment in your life? So I'm from Tulsa, Oklahoma, um, <clears throat> basically the middle of nowhere. Um, my mom put me into classical piano when I was five years old. It wasn't really a discussion. It was just like, you're going to study classical piano and this is your life. So I did that for 13 years. I started studying jazz when I was like 13 years old. And um i really fell in love with like john mayer in middle school yeah and became obsessed with like his songs and songwriting and um you know growing up playing piano wasn't cool like that's not a cool thing to do i was going to like classical piano competitions yeah. on my weekends and like didn't tell anyone about that because that's not something that you brag yeah. about um but i remember seeing Alicia Keys uh, in TV Unplugged at an early age. And that was the first time I realized that piano could be cool. And then Chris Martin really kind of completely changed my life, like with Coldplay and, and seeing how a frontman could be so magnetic and charismatic behind a piano. So uh, I would say that those, all of that, was my kind of musical inspiration and yeah. yeah. And speaking of uh, MTV Unplugged, I, I can help but notice um, the Nirvana uh, <clears throat> MTV Unplugged, which is one of my, I think it's my favorite actually, just amazing. Um, so as you kind of grew into realizing that you wanted to make music, you know, talk to me about how the band came together. And I know um, when bands have the early songs, you know, it doesn't, it's not, not, not as good, you know, you're kind of figuring out your ways. What song, if there is a song that you guys have, where you guys realized this is as close as we are to what we really want to sound like in the beginning? Do you have, do you have one song that kind of was like, oh, we found something? It's a good question because, you know, well, I mean, technically, so <clears throat> we wrote and recorded our first two songs and put them on the internet to zero people and the like zero followers yeah. and within a week we had emails from record labels which is really 
bizarre and yeah. rare and you know so you know it's not that those two songs were like oh this is what we want to sound like it was just well i mean it was because we were doing it ourselves on yeah. the dell computer you know but i don't think we realized i still don't i mean i'm not sure if there is an is a sound and a goal of like we want to sound like i think as long as we're always can like progressing and evolving and changing um but you know like I love you so bad was a song for us that was like okay i think we're actually a band yeah. and that was the third song we ever wrote as a band and that song you know propelled us forward into songs like pink skies and super far and 13 like those are some early cuts that have now like kind of feel like classics you know um and there's some songs during that era that i'm really embarrassed of too you know yeah. that are just i think are terrible and um, and I'm allowed to say that because I wrote it. Exactly. And, you can, and anybody can say that. Yeah. But um, I do think that, like, a couple of years ago, I was obsessed with wanting to be the biggest band in the world or the best band in the world, but that's completely objective. You know, you'd ask 10 people who's the best band in the world that have 10 different answers. Yeah. But you know what? I really do think that we're the most improved band in the world. I really mean that. I think if you go back and listen to our early stuff, which was just four years ago, up against a song like you on Mama's Boy, that's not even the same band. Yeah. Like the growth is astronomical, it's exponential. And we've worked really, really hard to, to grow and get that much better over that little time. Speaking of growth, because I was gonna to touch upon the new album later in the interview, but because you brought it up, you guys have done so much in a certain amount of years, you know, whether it's EPs, you know, the albums and touring. Have you guys allowed, because it seems you guys have kind of allowed yourself to kind of reflect more and to see how much you've grown. How and have you really, because it sounds like it, but have you been able, with quarantine as well, have you been able to reflect on everything you guys have done? Because with the new album, there's kind of this return to roots. I think there's definitely moments where you're like, wow, wow, we, we, we've played a lot of shows and we've reached a lot of people. But to be honest with you, no, I, you know, one thing that I'm not very good at is celebrating anything. Um, and maybe I should get better at it. But at the same time, like, you know, that kind of keeps us moving forward. And it's interesting, man, like when we first started this band, a lot of artists that we were like side by side with, they're just, they're not even around anymore. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's certain bands that just took just took too much time off between albums and they just lost it. Yeah. And that's one of my, one of our biggest fears is just, you know, we, we, we you know, we, we, we had this kind of allotted time to really make the most of what we've been given and to sit back and reflect. And I, I think that that's healthy, but only to a certain extent. For sure. And, and so. Yeah. On that point, I've had this conversation with a few other artists because I've always, uh, I'm always interested when an artist does so much in such a uh, quick amount of time, do they ever get to really enjoy it? And a lot of the times too, with uh, speak with the new album, you know, sometimes that when an album comes out, we don't even know how long that album took to come up. An artist could have been sitting on that for a year yeah. or two. So on that note too, with this new record, you know, with Quarantine, did you guys have it completed prior or were you guys working on it in this kind of new world we're currently in? Yeah, so all the, all the songs for Mama's Boy, they were all written in 2019. And um, we ended tour in August of last year and went to Nashville to start writing the album in September. So it didn't take 
much time off at all. And uh, I think we had the album pretty much completely written by November. And then we went straight to the studio for all of November and most of December. And then we were obviously we went home for Christmas. So the way we do it is we kind of write the songs first and then we go make the songs in the, in the studio. And we got, I remember being at East West, which is a studio in Hollywood. And the producer we were working with being like, this Corona thing feels like pretty serious. And we're yeah. like, nah, nah, come on. You know, we just had yeah. no idea. He's like, no, nah, I think this is going to like shut the world down. And he was right. I mean, you know, we, we, I think we worked all the way up until February and then had to, we were about 80%, I would say 80% of the way down with the yeah. album. Um, and then had to kind of stop and try to work on it remotely via email, which was just took forever and so inconvenient. Um, but eventually we were able to, get back in the studio and kind of like finish the final vocals for things and get it, get it mixed to where we wanted it to. But I mean, I think even like uh, the first month of quarantine, we still had like, we still had an optimistic mindset and like, Oh, we've got, you know, our first, our first tour date for this year was supposed to be Vancouver, September 15th. And even like in March or April, we were still hoping that we would still be able to make that tour work. How naive of us to think. <laughs> on that note, I interviewed this band uh, just before Toronto went on emergency lockdown. And um, even talking about touring, even I didn't think, because we never really lived in a world where, you know, doing concerts was not possible. So even to someone who would say, you know, I think this is serious, we've never experienced no concerts. So it's it was hard to even think about then. But, um, Again, on this new record, you know, there's this idea of returning to your roots and that importance and wanting to expand and really grow with this record, you know, um, with it being out in the world, you know, how does it feel? It feels great, man. I mean, you know, we, uh, we really wanted to get a top 10 album, um, which is something that we never have ever even gotten close to. And we wound up getting a number seven and a number one on the alt chart. So, like, statistically, it was a, a humongous victory for us. Um, but there is this lack of fulfillment for me because to just work so hard on an album, put it on the internet, and just kind of walk away from it yeah, is a, is a bizarre feeling. Because for me, what makes it all worth it is seeing how the songs translate live and seeing how much the music means to people in real life. You know, I don't know if you've been to a Laney show, but if you have, you know, if you have, you know that like I don't really even need to sing because the whole crowd is just yeah. screaming every word back at me, and I miss that, you know, and, and that's the most rewarding part of this job. So it feels awesome to put it out, but it also at the same time feels a little anticlimactic. Was there uh, any uh, any pushback on releasing the record in this time? Because I know. You know, uh, The weekend kind of famously said that he needed to give his album to the fans, even though a lot of people around him didn't want him to do that. He felt like it was necessary that in this time that we're in, even though there's so much bad things going on, at least fans can have music. Is that the way you kind of saw it too? Yeah, I mean, I remember the, I remember the weekend just kind of like putting the album out and and unapologetically, really. and 
And I, I, I can't believe that anyone would give him feed, like give him shit for that. To be honest, that makes absolutely no sense. And I mean, maybe they did in the beginning because they didn't realize how long that this was going to go on and how almost ridiculous. And you know, it's it's it getting to a point of absurdity. Um, like we need to get back to work. We need to go back to work. Yeah. We need to move on. And, and, and we need people to do what they were created to do. So if that's to be a journalist, so ask the questions and do the, do the interviews. If you're a doctor, like, go be a doctor and, and help people out. If you're a songwriter, go write your songs and be in your band yeah. and release your music. I mean, we need people to do what they were created to do. And for anyone to, like, think that someone should stop being who they are and who they're meant to be is kind of silly to me. Yeah. Because I couldn't... Now that with with that album and even with your album, I can't imagine you guys holding on to that, knowing how good it is. You know, it would have been hard to. So it's really good that artists still feel the need to put out their music out there. Um, so for you guys, can you talk to me about some highlights? I know with no shows, but you guys toured so much. Are there any highlights you have? You know, or places that you would like to tour when things do get back to normal? Yeah, I mean, definitely there's places that we haven't been yet. Um, surprisingly, because I feel like we've been so many places, but um, still haven't played like South Africa or, you know, I would love to go and play like Egypt or haven't been to Portugal yet. We haven't played Greece. There's a couple like, I don't know, I don't know if those are big markets or small markets or whatever. Um, love to go to the Middle East. Um, you know, we have this phrase for the world um, in this like Laney camp. Yeah. And so, you know, we, we really take pride in, in, in going kind of where no man's gone before, like which very few bands have played as many different places as us. And, you know, that's the kind of band that we want to be. So I'm excited and I'm trying to stay hopeful and optimistic that things will open back up again and we can get back to normal. Yeah. Um, usually, you know, when I get to my final question, I would ask an artist, um, how's the rest of the year looking? You know, there's tours and all this stuff, but of course, uh, because of COVID, I've had to change my last question. So yeah. for you and particularly, you know, from playing the piano growing up and getting into the music industry and releasing records, what's something for you throughout this journey that has been the most eye-opening, I guess, in terms of you know, growing up with the Chris Martins and, and seeing their world through the fans' lens, how has it felt for you as an artist? You know, is it has it been what you thought it would be, or has there, what's been the most eye-opening? Hmm. I think you know, I'm I'm learning a lot in real time because nobody has written a book on how to be a band, and every band has a different story and a different path and a different way of doing things. Um, you know, I've realized that the bigger you get, the more hate you get, you know, um, I think there's been a few moments in time in this band where somebody, where we put out something and then people just like, just roasting us yeah. or, you know, almost unnecessarily <laughs> like just, and, and then we've looked at each other and go, Oh wow, we're really getting bigger. Like you only know if you're getting bigger when people start roasting. Um, and that's really interesting because I'm, you know, I'm a human being. I can be sensitive at times and that shit hurts. But you, but then you realize that 
Oh my god! I mean, like if nobody's talking shit about your music, then nobody's listening to yeah. your music. Um, so I learned that. I've also learned that you cannot please everybody. I've learned that you do have like this core fan base, right? Um, a lot of times, if you left it up to that core fan base, they would want you to always do the same thing over and over and never get bigger, and yeah. so that they can keep you their little band. And as much as you love them, and that's sweet. You can't keep doing the same thing over and over. Yeah, you have to. Uh, so that's going to piss some people off that potentially love you the most. You know, I'm riffing here. I'm still figuring this whole thing out. But you know, all, these are little little lessons that you know I'm learning along the way. Like, you can't please everybody. Um, and the bigger you get, the more people are going to hate you. And so, just learning all that stuff, you know. And I'm excited to. Sorry, rang my doorbell. But yeah, I'm just excited to like keep putting one step in front of the other. That's perfect. And um, just trying to get better every day. Again, man, uh, thank you so much for uh, taking the time out for this interview. Um, new album is amazing. Uh, can't wait until the world gets back to normal. I'll see you guys live in Toronto. Um, yes, sir. Take care for the rest of the day, man. Again, great Thanks, album. Nice to meet you, dog. Nice to meet you too. Thanks. Studio One.